feeling once you leave where you're from that you don't totally belong there again you know i want you to know that you can talk to me about anything whatever parties you go to boys you meet drugs you take dad oh my god what even is that these are my moves <laughs> no, that's so embarrassing that's not embarrassing you okay through there i don't know i guess it's still a bit down or something. What do you mean? Don't you ever feel like tired and down and feels like your bones don't work, like you're sinking? You never know where you'll end up though. You can live wherever you want to live. Whoever you want to be. You have time. Welcome to Movie Umpers. I am Bob Sham. I'm Angela. Uh, the sounds you may hear are dogs, probably. Just a couple um, dogs. Uh, I've been thinking about Tar since we watched it. That episode mm. dropped two days ago. And I've been enjoying reading Google reviews. Yeah. And, uh, you know, critically, this movie is pretty broadly hailed. Yeah. As is the movie we're going to talk about today. But it's, but amongst the everyday people, mm-hmm. a lot more divisive, as you can imagine. But sure, sure, sure. I was fishing out these, uh, bad reviews and, and literally eight two to one star reviews I read in the, in the row were people claiming to be musicians. I think people were kind of going in. I think there were some people in the classical world, mm-hmm. not the literal classical world back in time, but classical music, that were really wanting it to be more of an uplifting kind of movie. Sure. But while the movie is set in that world, it's it's not necessarily solely about that world. No, but it doesn't paint that world in the best light because it really gets into like the politics and like sort of the darker path i guess you can go on when you have power in any art well i yeah i think that's kind of what we walked away with it this could happen in any thing that is like full of extreme nerdery Mm -hmm. uh high art or whatever but i did read one review the somebody who does play in orchestras they claimed and that they said that the politics of it as depicted in the film seemed unsettlingly accurate so But yeah, it's just, that sucks. <laughs> I don't really, I don't personally care if, I mean, I love the movie. I don't really give a fuck if anyone else does or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was seeking out uh, the bad reviews and yeah. being very entertained by them. But uh, but yeah, Tar, check that out. Our episode dropped two days ago. It's on Prime. Yeah. And the one we're talking about today, After Sun, is on 
Paramount, Showtime, one Showtime. Of those. It's on Showtime, but if you have Paramount as of this plus, recording. Plus. And this movie, After Sun, is directed by Charlotte Wells. She made a short film, but this is her full feature length film. Uh is also written by her and it is semi autobiographical, you know, based on it was personal for her. Mm-hmm. But Imagine, like, I'm going to make my first movie, and it's this one. This was amazing. I want to watch her short film. I want to watch anything she ever does. I was crying like a little baby man Yeah. at the end of it. You were like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was, I just needed to process it. Yeah. How are you not crying? You cry at everything. I know. I think it's a combination. You cry at wrestling. I do. Well, it's been a while. I think it's a combination of um, medically improved my serotonin levels, but also... Oh, um, maybe I got your serotonin. <laughs> maybe. I I do feel like I was waiting the whole movie for something terrible to happen. Me too. There's and, that feeling that the, like the shoe's going to drop. But I think, like, it hit you emotionally harder. For me, I was sort of, like, in awe by, like, this This feels, feels heady, what I'm about to say, but, like, the grace with which she told the ending of that story. Yeah. I really was just, like, I mean, I was also very into it, and I really loved this movie. I think it was amazing. Yeah. I, beautiful. It was beautiful. But I think I was sort of almost, at the end, relieved that it didn't get into details about what exactly happened. But when I realized what was happening, I was just so, like, almost grateful. You know, like, it was really beautifully told. And it didn't need to go into more detail. Because as a child, maybe she didn't even know the details. And this stars Paul Meskel and Frankie Corio, who played Sophie. Paul plays her father. They were amazing. Oh, they knocked it out of the park. The older Frankie, or the older Sophie, was played by Celia Rolson Hall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cinematography uh, by Gregory Oak. That deserves well, a mention as amazing. well. Now, if you describe... I, this movie is quite simple. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but it is. At least, like, what if someone was like, what is this movie about? Also, a lot of pe- there's a lot of Scottish people in this movie. Yeah. Don't let that deter you. I didn't. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with Scottish people. I'm, I'm I like Scotch eggs. I'm kidding. Scotch eggs. Yes. <laughs> I got you. Got to put a lot of sausage around that egg so that when it fries up, it doesn't it's like good. pull back and exposes. It's, they feel like a very indulgent food. They are. I get what you're saying. It is. It is so deep and heavy. And so much is happening emotionally, but as far as the story goes, it's a father taking his daughter on a vacation. Yeah, that is that's that's the most simple thing to say, and you and it, it might seem like an oversimplification, but it's not inaccurate. It's not, yeah, like this is a story of a father and daughter. The father is divorced. The daughter and their mother live in uh, Edinburgh. Yeah, where they're. From they still live in Scotland. The father you get that he lives in London. And yeah, is, and that he's maybe moved around some. He's moving around. He seems kind of restless. He's a fairly young father. He's in his early thirties. The two of them, yeah, she says at one point that she's just turned eleven and he's turning thirty-one. And I really loved this one part where 
the mother wants to talk to him on the phone. We never even hear her voice, which I also appreciated because yes. it's not about her. It's no. about their relationship, the father and daughter. But the daughter hears the father say to her mother as they're hanging up, I love you. And she asks him later, like, why do you say you love mom? Like, once when I was little, I thought that y'all might get back together. I know you're not going to, but, like, why do you say you love her? You're not together. And he's like, well, you say you love you love your family, and your mom is my family. Yeah. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Like, you got that there's, like, truly no animosity. Obviously, she trusts him with their daughter implicitly. Like, she knows he would never do anything, even though he does mention at times that he's had issues with drugs in the past or he's had, you know, obviously their relationship didn't work, but it just sounds like they were just young kids. Yeah. They're on holiday, as they call it over there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and a lot of other countries, especially in Europe, will give you plenty of time to go unwind and have a vacation. Mm -hmm. It's often written into their laws in some places. Yeah. And, which is baffling here because we have to, like, accrue paid time off by working our shitty jobs and yeah and well we even have to reserve our sick time and if we use too much of it then we don't have our sick time and then what we i get it results in a it's stupid but it's really stupid you have to do like paperwork in order to take time off work and not get fired if you have an illness so i was kind of jealous of the fact that they seem to easily spend over a week in a resort yes but also i got the idea that he didn't really have a job no, not much. So I don't know how they were in the resort. Because there's also a point where she says to him, like, don't say you're going to buy me things when I know you don't have any money. Yeah, yeah. And that really fucks him up. Mm. Because he does want to perceive to her as though he's got his shit together. Yes. But he doesn't. Yeah. But, but I mean. sweet. There's not, like, anything, you know. You're trying to. Paul Meskel's performance, it's <laughs> like, I'm trying to. You're trying to find something in his expression or lack thereof. He, you can tell that he genuinely loves his daughter, but mm -hmm. I kept finding myself like digging for signs of like of, of like some kind of. There was something w where, even though he loved his daughter, you can still tell that there was something of a, a disconnect in a weird way. And you're not sure if maybe it was about the kid or life or probably all of it. And and I'm just. And, and like I said, we're watching this for the first time, waiting for something awful to happen. So we're hoping that he's not doing something awful. Yeah. Yeah. We have no idea. I was worried about and that. And I, I want to go and look at the Google reviews of this movie like I did Tar. Because yeah. you know there's going to be like one-star reviews like, I'm just going to watch these people on their vacation. So dumb. Like it's so stupid. And then he leaves her at the airport and then there's strobe lights. Like this movie's dumb. This movie's boring. That person is boring. Um, who would leave that review? Um, <laughs> but those are the ones I'm going to look for. No, I know. And you should. You should. Funny. But like after. But yeah. like right now. After sun. After sun. I, I do agree with you. I think that. I think it's a disconnect with life that yeah. he has. And, you know, there is, again, like alluding to the issues with drugs. There is one part where he gets blackout drunk and, like, hurts his shoulder in the movie towards the end, kind of. Yeah. And he's apologizing to her. And then they have a really good day the next day. But he doesn't want, like, any attention drawn to himself in any way. But but getting back to the shoulder. So he blacked out and he went into the ocean one night. She was off trying to hang out with the cool kids. Trying to be a little too old, maybe. And he was maybe realizing that she didn't need him as much anymore. And she'd made the comment about him not having money. And he went and got so drunk that he, like, injured himself. At the beginning of the movie, he has a cast on his arm. 
And she says to him, how did you break your arm? And he goes, I don't remember. So this is a thing he does. I think when he gets depressed and he gets in a place, he just drinks himself into oblivion and then he ends up hurting himself. He he kind of... Not intentionally, necessarily. He he brings up some scenario where he's going to buy something with some guy in London and that he's like, he's being like, oh, I've got a plan in the works or something. Which you can tell she's heard a million times. And of course, he's still very young. Like, I didn't have shit for shit at his age. And this guy's got a child, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's... A coming of age tale because she's observing these other kids, these older and these kids, teenagers, mm-hmm. and the teenagers are kind of chill and they kind of let her hang out and play pool with them. But they're she's, sweet to her like a little sister. Yeah, but they're very, they're very. She's very keyed into what they're doing, and she, I mean, I feel like every young kid around older kids has had this kind of moment where you feel very awkward, but you're very hungry to like. Have fun the way they're having fun or enjoy things the way that they're enjoying things. And you stare too long at the girl and boy kissing. And there was this scene where she's having all these feelings and we're seeing her watching these older kids. And then there's this scene where she does this like motor car. Oh, there's a cat. This um, like cross, like motocross game. Yeah. With this boy. Yeah. And it was so well done. I think that this coming-of-age film, there's very few that really hit it on the head really well. 13 is one of them, you know? There's a few that, like, really, like... 13 going on 30 is pretty no, good. No, not 13 going on 30. Isn't the... the uh, Isn't that what that movie's called, 13? I can't remember. Eighth grade. Eighth grade, yeah. Eighth grade. Oh, okay. Sorry, eighth grade is what I'm thinking of. There's this part where you can tell that she's wanting to play the game with him because he's a boy... But she's not, like, totally focused on the game. Like, she keeps cutting her eyes towards him. And, like, every time she, like, leans towards him. Like, it just, I felt, I knew the feeling that she was having. Like, I remember that feeling of, like, is the boy looking at me? Is he noticing me? Might he kiss me after this? Like, is there any way in the world that he likes me? Like, that whole, like, but it's so innocent, too. Yeah. Also, they're really cool. It was really well done. And the, we're seeing the way shots are and the way shots are framed. We're seeing almost things. We mm. see a lot of things in reflections of things and yes. reflections of dark televisions and, and like things split to where some things are over here and some things are over here. The way everything is framed, they're making home movies at the same time, which they play on the TV at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the two lead actors here. I read really did go on a resort together for a little while to kind of capture some some kind of realism in that so that they've already had that experience when they come back to do the acting and I I would bet like that Paul Meskel and Frankie I bet they kind of did develop something of a bond you they know they must have but you know Paul Paul Meskel is probably a little. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was more doting than his character in a way. Oh, I'm sure he was. Sure. They- there was a, there was an ease between them. Mm. If you had told me that she was actually his daughter, I would believe you. Yeah. You know, like, or that they actually knew each other or they'd worked together or this was a play that they'd done. I mean, this wouldn't be a play, but. I was wondering if some of the footage of the recordings we saw were of, may, I don't know for sure, but I when I heard that, I thought that maybe some of the home footage they shot maybe was when they were off on vacations or that something. That would have been really smart. To, Could to have get been. ready to do the movie. That would have been interesting. 
that part where she's kind of separate and alone for the night and he gets blackout drunk and jumps into the ocean earlier that night after they'd been there for days, she wants to do this karaoke thing. Yeah. And, and he, apparently they've done this before. Like maybe they've had a few holidays leading up to this. She says every year since she's been five, I think that's the only time they see each other is on the week of their birthdays. Yes. He takes her for a week every summer. So she's, she gets up on stage and there's a few songs that are pretty important. There's like, there's a Blur song that's love, like love is the greatest thing. I forget what that song's called. But she's singing the song and she wants him to sing it with her. But he's like drunk and he's like, I don't want to do it this time. So if I don't. Mm-hmm. And they call both their names because he's, she does it to surprise him. And they're, and it's also like his birthday coming up at the same the time. The next day, yeah. So they call the name, but only she goes down there and she's singing the REM song, Losing My Religion, which is about obsession, like a love that you want that maybe you don't have. Yeah. And and how that kind of makes your guard and your sanity just kind of go down a little bit. Yeah. And, And so she's, it's just a very awkward scene where she's, she's singing the song and everyone who's watching is being polite, but he's just kind of like, sitting there kind of stone faced drinking yeah. and and it's kind of and then you watch the song piddle out and she just kind of seems deflated walking back and that leads to them being separated for that night and he's like okay fine but don't stay out too late yeah and then when he gets to go find her she's off running around first she's with some teenagers then she finds that boy and, and they, they do kiss and they kiss also that same night sees the teenagers again but the two boys that were supposedly pining for the girl, she's watching those boys like make out yeah. in like some room where she they didn't know she was watching. So, and as we're flashing forward to her adult self after the first half of the movie, you see that she's in a same sex relationship yeah. and she has a baby. Yeah. And it's very brief. And then we come back. Yeah. There's another point where she goes around and, Ask all the vacationers because this is all taking place on a resort. Like, you know, how, like you'll go to another country to some nice place. You're not really seeing the country. You yeah. see the employees or the locals. That's your, the, your most interaction with the country. Yeah. But you're, you're pretty much around people that look just like you, just hanging on a resort that provides you everything. And not that we've ever done that because we haven't, but yeah. right. <laughs> Those are expensive. And I don't know, maybe it's cheaper in the place in Turkey where they went. Maybe. But the, she gets all these people to sing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow. On his birthday the next day, yeah. And he's standing on the top. And you got that he was kind of annoyed. But then he kind of like forces a smile. A lot of what we see them do is what you would do when you're on vacation at a resort trying to figure out what to do. You're swimming. La- you're swimming. You're laying around. You're doing a lot of laying around. At one point, she asks him if they can go uh, like parasailing, and he says, "No, you're too young." Yeah, which could maybe maybe she's too young, or maybe he can't maybe, afford. Maybe it. he can't afford it. Yeah, what I loved were the still moments. He does a lot of like tai chi. You don't see that he's doing tai chi until like maybe a third through the movie. She makes reference to him doing weird slow motion slow ninja, ninja moves, moves yeah. which I fucking love that. But it's really. Interesting because you can tell that he's got a lot going on in his head. And you can tell that he loves her. But I do, his birthday is not a good day for him. And he does at one point make her turn the camera off and he tells her about how on his 11th birthday, no one remembered it was his birthday. And when he told his mom it was his birthday, she got mad at him. 
and yeah. made his dad take him to the store to buy a present. Like, it wasn't good. She asked him if he'll ever move back to, to Scotland. And he says something like, you know, once you get a little bit older, uh, it just home doesn't feel like a place where you belong anymore. Once you leave. Once you yeah, leave. Yeah, if you leave, it's hard to go back. And she's like, well, it feels like home to me. And he says that's good. She, and he's like, that's good. But I do think, you know, this idea of them only spending this like one week a year together, I really think that's what's going on. It's almost like his birthday is bad, but also maybe he can't handle more time than that. Yeah. Taking care of another person because he's having trouble taking care of himself. We are seeing uh, a sweet, well-meaning, but fragile man. And him on this trip with his daughter is probably the best the best we're seeing him hold his shit together. 1000%. And it and it and you can tell that there's maybe some tension in his mind that it is it is very hard for him even though he loves his daughter and he's doing the best he can. Yeah, and you know, it really one of the scenes I loved the most, you didn't even see their faces. They were like out in the water. And sometimes it'll just show you scenery and you'll hear them talking to each other. I really loved because at this point you've gotten to know them it feels like mm. and it's the part where she's telling him that she kissed a boy last night and he says well he's your age right and she says yes and he goes well I think that's okay right um just like a kiss on the cheek and she goes well it was a little more than that and he's like okay and then he pauses and he goes so if as you grow up I want you to be able to talk to me about these things with 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 other people, with drugs, with drinking. Like I've done it, and you can too. But I just want you to know that you can, that talk, you to can talk to me. I'll be there for you. And at that point, I felt that was that honestly hit me the most hard because at that point, I already was like getting the feeling that this was the last time they were together. And when he said that, I was like, "Yeah, but you're not gonna." I yeah. just knew he wasn't. It's not that he didn't want to, but I don't think he could. The The day after, that night where they split up and she comes back, she has to get the receptionist to open the door. Uh, we, we see that he's made his way back because he was looking for her at first and then just jumps into the ocean. Uh, but then they're reunited and she sees he's just passed out naked and drunk on Face the bed. Face down on the bed, yeah. And she covers him up and like kind of, Takes care of him as well as a little girl would. And mm -hmm. then they wake up and they go out next day to this mud spa, hot spring mm -hmm. place. And he's like apologizing. Like, uh, you he know, I'm, I'm really. I'm, and you got the feeling that he's given, he's had to apologize quite a bit to her for whatever reason in, yeah. in their life. But she's just, um, she's just like, it's okay. It's all right. She does take a minute. Yeah. She doesn't, it's almost like, she doesn't say it's okay right away. Yeah. Which I really liked, actually. Like, she just kind of starts putting the mud on him. It's almost like with her actions, she lets him know it's okay. Mm -hmm. She kind of does say it, but it's kind of curt, like what you just said. But it's more like the tension gets broken, and they fall back into where they yeah. are. Because and, they love each other. And it's later that day that they sing, she gets the people to sing Freeze a Jolly Good Fellow to him. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts, we're getting to the end, and it we see a scene, it cuts to him just crying on, on a bed. Maybe she's out doing whatever, 
but he's just sobbing on the bed. And there's a, a card. This is one thing that I've been thinking about since we watched this movie, and I'm, I'm a little unsure of. And I know we're going to get to the end, but can we talk about the flashbacks before we get to the end? This ties in to him crying. It's like the flash forward. They're like flash forwards, aren't they? They're flash forward. Yes. Sort of. Okay, yes. They're flash forwards. So grown up Sophie, like you said, she has this life. She has a baby. She has a, a woman and she's she's like kind of revisiting this time in her mind and so it'll cut to these like very chaotic flashy dance they're like in a move. dance club yeah like a dance club and he's kind of all over the place out of it and she's kind of just standing there and some of the early clips of that it was really hard for me to tell what was going on and i think i said flashback because the first couple times which i think you're supposed to obviously slowly pick up on what's happening but at the beginning, I thought maybe it was a flashback to something with her mom. I wasn't sure what was happening at first. When we first see the strobing effects, we see the older her, which I did gra- grasp that it was the older her. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Like right looking into it. And then later when we get the flash forward, we see him dancing. Like yeah. perhaps this is kind of more what he does on his day to day or what he's going to do more of. Yeah, because he just can put everything else out of his mind. When we're reaching the climax of the movie, we see her like something in her mind, you know, mm-hmm. where he's just dancing and dancing and she's trying to get him to stop. She's trying to get his attention. But he's not like yeah. he's oblivious that she's there. She's trying to hold him and he just keeps and, going. And it really wasn't until the vacation is over. He's taking her to the airport. And it's this cute thing where, um, you know, she's, she's, he's, he, he tells her goodbye, tells her to tell her mother I said hi. And then she's not quite leaving. She's being a funny kid and being like, bye, bye, bye. And mm-hmm. we're cutting into the last flash forward of older Sophie and she's watching the home videos mm-hmm. and you can hear, uh, the dad cry. You can hear her baby cry. And then the baby crying is overlaid by a scene of the dad. Once Sophie goes off into the airport, you see the dad holding his home video camera and he puts it down and he walks into this long hallway. This fucked me up. I know. And he opens the door and you see the strobing lights. Like this is the direction he's going. And then, and it wasn't as clear that they would never be together again, but without saying it, they, you knew that was it. And maybe he went off. Maybe he, he spiraled out into addiction. For all we know, he could have been gone for a while and then passed away. Mm. We don't really know. But we know he was lost in some way or another. And that he would never be with his daughter ever again. Ugh. I know. There there was um, there was a part earlier on, too, where he asked her if she's okay. And she tries to explain to him, she's like, have you ever had a really good day? This really hit, this hit me hard too. Have you ever had a really awesome day? But then you come home and you just feel like your bones are tired. Like you just feel exhausted, like you can't move, like you don't want to do anything, like everything's heavy. And he is like, we're here to have fun. But I actually turned to you and I was like, he knows, he knows that exactly. feeling yeah. all too well. And you do get, I got, I got the, the, the idea from that too is obviously like he's seeing that there might be parts of her that are like him 
and he doesn't want that for her. Yeah. I think he's a very I think he's a very lost, depressed person and I yeah, I think you're right. I think in that moment that's like kind of what she imagines is she doesn't know anything else past seeing him holding that camera. So in her mind, he has just been in this dark scary dancing place where she can't reach him because he does dance a lot throughout it and she's always like, kind he of making fun dance. of his dancing. She yeah. always thinks it's being silly, but and they dance together near they the do end. Do dance together and and that kind of then melds in with her the new like the present her and her memories and the dancing and you kind of get the feeling that she wished she had danced more with him when she could. If this movie was done in a more typical way, in the sense that, like, the movie, maybe we see the first half of the movie is a vacation, and the second half of the movie is a girl living her life while her father, and we visually see everything her father does that is an absence of the daughter, the mistakes he's making, the the lost path he went on, the tr- mm-hmm. maybe the tragedy that ends him in whatever way. It would not be nearly as powerful. It would come off even maybe a little more cliched. Mm-hmm. But the tragedy, the the gut punch of the movie is the fact that it's all preceded by a relationship that, not perfect, is beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Ugh. This fucking movie, man. I know. Well, we haunt movies. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, we do, we do. You're going to give it one through five? I'm going to give it one through five? Come Should on. we just together... Say that this is a 10. Look what it fucking did to it's me. It's a fucking 10. How can it not be a 10? It's a 10. This is not a movie that, that we're ever going to forget. I'm never going to forget this movie. I think I think you can put it above Thief. <laughs> <laughs> James Caan, you've been... You've been usurped. Sorry, buddy. Charlotte you Wells, know... you fucked my shit up. Yeah, let me show real quick. Look at... The new number one S tier. Yeah. And I think I think this is maybe where you were going a moment ago. Is that this relationship is not perfect. But it is beautiful. Because you can see that there is genuine love between these two people. And it's tragic. It's tragic. When you think about that image of her little face just waving at him at the end. Having no idea that that is the last time she's going to see her dad. And when you see her as an adult looking at her child self, hearing her baby crying, knowing that she also deals, I think they very on purpose put her in like all black all the time and she never smiles as an adult. Yeah. I think they just want us to understand that she's dealing with her own demon. They got a Glasgow smile up there. That's not a good one. Oh, okay. That's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, please. We need to find the brevity. Yeah, um, we need brevity. We bad. need it. But 
But this, yeah, I would I would recommend this to anyone. This is one of the best movies. 2022, I mean, this is our catching up month. And yeah, we're concentrating on the stuff that had a buzz around it. Mm-hmm. But RRR, Tar, um, and the, uh, Crimes, Crimes of the Future. Crimes of the Future. We're about to watch Everything Everywhere All at Once, which... Won the best picture. People say it's so great, which is why I've been scared to see it. But these movies are stacking up. Like I'm looking forward to what else I, we missed. I gotta be honest. Time. If it if it if it's not gonna be like After Sun, it's a different no, kind of movie. No. Or RRR is also a different kind of movie. Yeah, totally. But yeah, 2022 seemed like a really good year for some movies. Hell yeah. You know we're crawl. I mean, the pandemic didn't really go away. It seemed like we were crawling out of something. Maybe some things that have been paused got wrapped up in that year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think maybe people really had some some time to think about their shit. Yeah. And uh, and we got some good shit. After Sun is something special, though. It really is. Really is. Charlotte Wells, uh, I feel sorry for you trying to make your next movie because, like... Well, we're going to pay. We'll pay to see it. <laughs> How are you going to beat this one? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Make a comedy. Try it. Go, go the well, opposite you way. Know, you know what? why this movie was so felt so tragic and hit so hard? is because in those happy, wonderful moments, it was yeah. happy. They loved each other. Yeah. There was genuine joy from both of them in moments. That's, what, that's exactly it. We It would not have been the same if we watched were there for his spiraling and going down it hits so much harder if you just see something sweet the whole time something that is pretty easy to connect to you also feel worse for someone when you see them he was actively fighting against himself yeah to be there for her and and all that is represented in the acting of paul mescal like the uh, I don't know who won Best Actor. He should have. I mean, Kate Blanchett probably should for Best Female Lead. We she, should look and she see. She was fucking I don't great. Know who it was. But like, if he didn't even get nominated, I'm like, are you? And that and that and Frankie and Frankie Carrillo. This is some of the best child acting I've ever seen. Absolutely, absolutely. Come on, we'll give them a hump award. We'll give them a humpy. We'll mail them their humpies. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can call it something different for the minor. Yeah, we'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but. So that's After Sun. Actually, we bought, we saw this on streaming, but I it wasn't streaming when I bought this. I'm okay that you bought it. And apparently, after I bought it, I didn't realize it was coming from fucking Sri Lanka. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get a deal, right? Right. So, like, sometime next week, this movie is going to show up in our mailbox, hopefully. And, but, well, what a keeper. Yeah. Kind of a good one to buy. So, but uh, check out After Sun if you have not. And um, hopefully you'll watch it before we reveal it. Because it's really more powerful if you just watch it. But yeah, check the show notes for links and stuff and places to find us. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.